I grew up in China in this really special province called Sichuan. Some people say Sichuan because that's how they've heard it said mm -hmm. in America, but it's Sichuan and uh, in the capital of Chengdu. And it's just such an amazing culture because the land is actually called the land of plenty mm -hmm. because it's just so much diverse geography and such amazing abundance of different ingredients that you can play with different pepper spices that grow in the mountains and you know by the lake so we have a real foodie culture so mm. much so that like we don't there's no concept of a foodie because everybody is one yeah. everyone's super into eating food making food having opinions about where the best spot is in town mm. so uh and you know i always grew up with that and my grandpa always um cooked on the weekends and we would have these big family meals and you know from a very young age i saw that grandpa with his cooking skills is what's bringing everybody together to the mm. table every weekend so when we moved to memphis when i was 10 you know, there weren't a lot of big Asian population there. So my parents, uh, you know, found different friends who are also expats who. Wait, that know. was a, that was a big culture shock. <laughs> Memphis. Yeah. From from, <laughs> from China. China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. the lasagna ganja podcast and mr x to the z exhibit and i'm tammy aka the cannabis cutie yes and we are very blessed today yes we have someone coming on the show mm -hmm. that is um very good with cannabis and good with cooking food gourmet yes. food and bringing it together dope marriage we got chef wendy in the house chop 420 champion by yes. the way yes yes so we got a double whammy and, you know, we have lasagna on the show. Boom. Yeah. I heard she has a beautiful lasagna for the Lasagna Gancha podcast. I feel like it's complete now. We we, finally... yeah, we, maybe we have to rethink not having food on the show. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. I think outside of consuming cannabis, eating would be my next favorite They go hobby. together. Yeah, the munchies. <laughs> Lasagna yeah. ganja, it's like, oh, wow, I'm going to yes. watch them eat lasagna yes. and talk about weed. Yeah, so. But having a kitchen built into the area might be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We just got to figure out the, the the distance for the noise and, you know. Uh, you yeah. know, having it in the background might be nice, too, because then, yeah. it I mean, people will know it's the lasagna ganja. They're cooking on yeah, there. They're, they're cooking talking on about there, weed. Huh? You hear the chef chefing it up. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I'm All in. right. All right. Sounds good, man. So, you know, it's talking about speaking of cooking, mm -hmm. um, this last, what is this, last weekend, mm -hmm. I made some cannabis butter. Okay. So I got three sticks of butter. Uh huh. And I, I had like two ounces of like just shit I had laying around. Okay. And so I ground up one of the ounces and I put it in the butter, sauteed it for a second. Okay. Then I transferred it into a mason jar. Mm -hmm. And then I put it into a crock pot. Mm -hmm. And I just let it like sit there for like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. I strained the material and yes. boom, I had this like awesome cannabis butter. All right. And so I've been like using it on everything. Mm -hmm. It's like I've been high for like fucking <laughs> <laughs> like all week you, you know what I'm saying? Like, today i must like, say <laughs> but, but yo look look i've been sleeping a lot better okay 
I've uh, definitely been a little more relaxed. Yeah. Um, anxiety, stress levels are low. Okay. I feel really good. Now, right. I don't know if I got shit done. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got shit done this week, but I feel fucking great. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a update when I figure out what my calendar looks like tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I, I, I haven't checked my emails either, so. You know what? <laughs> I think you, you, it's a well-deserved break, but how strong is that butter? Like, how much do you put, how much do you use in one serving? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how strong it is. Okay. I just, the first thing I did was I made brownies with it. Okay. And I cut like a, I'd say like a like a nice sharpie size strip of it. Okay. Right, because I put it in like a rectangular dish. Right. So I have it flat butter. Yeah. But it's a nice thick, you know, slab. Okay. But um, it's it's a nice rectangle too. So I cut a slab, use it in the brownies. Gotcha. And first night I was like laughing at everything. Right. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great great push. Right. Okay. So then I was like, well, let me take it to the limit a little bit. So in the morning, I got a piece of toast and I just spread it on there. It didn't do nothing. Yeah, it did something. I was like, okay. No, uh, you didn't do nothing the rest of the day. (laughs) Because you said you put an ounce into three sticks of butter. So I'm just like, how are you even functioning right now? (laughs) Like I said, I feel great. <laughs> Your eyes look like you feel good. Oh, oh hell yeah! Let's get into it. La- la- lasagna, Godja, stay, stay with us. We got Chef Wendy coming up. It's going down. It's going down, and lasagna yes, is about yes, to be in my yes. mouth in a little bit. <laughs> The Lasagna Ganja Podcast with Mr. X to the Z Exhibit. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. Yeah, so we have Chef Wendy in the building today. Very, very thankful for you being here because we've been going back and forth. We just started this podcast. So, you know, we're like, oh, we're doing it because it's layers to the cannabis industry, which works on paper. But now, you know what I'm saying, you're looking at it, you see the microphone and the fork and the spoon, and we have to incorporate food. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we're going to get it together. We, you know, you guys are going to grow with us. So the first step towards making a peace offering to Tammy, thank you for, <sighs> yeah, thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> you know, look, I'm open for criticism. You're open to change. Yeah, I love I'm open it. to change, man. <laughs> you learn. Coachable. So, yes. so, so Chef Wendy, thank you for, for being on with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I, I was watching the trailer and I remember, you know, you said there's no lasagna, so I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, thank you. Give us a little background of who you are and how you got into being a chef first. Sure, yeah. So I'm actually an immigrant. Mm. Uh, I grew up in China in this really special province called Sichuan. Some people say Sichuan because that's how they've heard it said Mm -hmm. in America, but it's Sichuan and uh, in the capital of Chengdu. And it's just such an amazing culture because the land is actually called the land of plenty Mm. because it's just so much diverse geography and such amazing abundance of different ingredients that you can play with different peppers, spices that grow in the mountains and, you know, by the lake. So we have a real foodie culture so mm. much so that like 
we don't there's no concept of a foodie because everybody is one everyone's super into eating food making food having opinions about where the best spot is in town Mm -hmm. so uh and you know i always grew up with that and my grandpa always um cooked on the weekends and we would have these big family meals and you know from a very young age i saw that grandpa with his cooking skills is what's bringing everybody together to the Mm -hmm. table every weekend so when we moved to memphis when i was 10 you know, there weren't a lot of big Asian population there. So my parents, uh, you know, found different friends who are also expats who. Wait, that know. was a, that was a big culture shock. <laughs> Memphis? Yeah. From from, <laughs> from China? China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. So what was it? Wait, you got to take us there. <laughs> yeah. You got to take us there. So. Your whole family came? Yeah, me and my mom and my dad. Um, So we came because my dad um, had a fellowship at the University of Memphis Uh. studying um, geophysics. So Mm -hmm. it's like the like earthquakes and things like that, uh, seismic waves and things like that. Mm. Um, But that's not what I came for. You know, I came and I was like making all these different friends and they were showing me like uh, the special food in Memphis. And I fell in love with soul food with barbecue and Memphis barbecue. Barbecue. So it was a positive experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I okay. loved it. All right. I loved yeah. it. All right. And and then I started making food that was like kind of fusion of like Southern and Chinese. Okay. You know, which you don't really see a lot. But once you start eating it and tasting it, you're like, this makes sense. Because there is a deep culture in the South, too, of mm. like food bringing people together and community. So it just made sense for me. And yeah. yeah and then coming to California you know, is where I got exposed to such amazing food and diverse Mm. culture, too, and the weed, so. Oh, yes! (laughs) Yes, okay. So that's an amazing journey, man. Like, 10 years old, coming from China to here, like, they don't have fucking weed in China, do they? No, I mean, maybe, (laughs) like, the government. No! No chance. (laughs) No chance, yeah. 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 No fucking chance. Like, literally, you will see on the news people getting busted in their apartment with bongs. And then you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. They put that on the news? Yeah, I I saw it when I was Oh, shit. Yeah, and then you're just like, wow, I guess that's really bad, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So was your your first experiences with the plant in Memphis? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it was nothing like the what we have out here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't even look the same, you know? Right. Like, especially what I was getting at that age. Yeah, back, <laughs> back in the day, it used to be compressed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lots of seeds, lots of sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, tasted really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> but it got you high, though. It got you high. Yeah, it got you there. <laughs> yeah. 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 You smoke enough of it. it yeah, you got can get you a little there. sack for $20. Yeah. Just pick out the sticks and the stems. Yep. Then chronic the came around. Yes, and then chronic and came. And then it was just chronic. They didn't mm-hmm. have no other names for it. Well, there's popcorn. That's like in between. Yeah. Popcorn's a little bit better. Yeah, with the purple buds. It was, yeah. I mean, it's a little better than the dense brown Mexico weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, yo. So, what was your first experience like with cannabis, and how did you incorporate it into what you do so well? Um, my first experience with cannabis. Oh man, it's it's a little personal, but I guess I'll share. I guess I'll share. Um, Let's go. And so there was this kid uh, that I had a crush on in art class, Mm -hmm. and he was called the Muffin Man. 
The um, muffin man. Because he made we muffins. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we got to talking and then we started, you know, kicking it after school. And Mm -hmm. and he was the first person who, you know, gave me some weed to try. And um, and I tried it and then, you know, I was feeling good. I um, and then but then I was also feeling kind of awkward, too. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going in for a kiss and it was kind of awkward, but it was kind of cute, too. So that was my first experience. With the Muffin Man. I have not shared that with many people. I know you were going to ask me that. Hey, yo, listen. This show goes out to a lot of people. You know, so Muffin Man. (laughs) Muffin Man, if you're out there, are you single? No, I'm married. Oh, okay. You missed it, Muffin Man. You missed it. You don't even know what you had here, but you had it right there. Oh, wow. They say liquid courage, but (laughs) muffin courage. Yeah, muffin courage. courage. That's dope. That's dope. Okay. So that was your experience. So you smoked or you, it it was an edible? Uh, I smoked it. Yeah. Yeah. And try the muffin at that point. I just heard about them, you know. Um, but then I, I did, uh, experiment with making brownies when I was in college Mm. and, you know, back then we didn't really have all this wonderful knowledge we have now about dosing. Mm. So, you know, in my mind, I was just like, well, we smoke AIDS all the time. Just put an eighth in there, you know, but knowing what I know now, I'm like, wow, that is a lot. That Mm -hmm. is a high, high dose. Mm. And we, um, and we were smoking as we were making it, you know, mm-hmm. cause you got to smoke while you're cooking. Right, and, right, right. And then we had one and I was just like down. I remember staring at the ceiling and just being like, is this going to be forever? Okay, so look, <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got some questions. I got a couple questions, <laughs> right? Okay, so I know you heard my story about me making some butter, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, did I do it right or wrong? Like, what did I do? First of all, how do you make it strong? How do you how do you know what you're making? Uh, well, so first you got to start with the THC percentage mm. that's in your bud. Which I did not do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just took a whole bunch of jars I had and dumped them. Wait, you made it like a mix? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, there you go. That's your first mistake. Um, <laughs> I also heard that you were cooking it for like four hours. I don't think you need that long. No, I put it in a crock pot and cooked it on uh, low for four hours. Slow. I, I, sl- I was trying a different method. Yeah, it's a method. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. It's very old school, but it's like because you get messy <laughs> with it, you know, because then you're, you know. Well, well, what is the best way to make cannabis butter? Um, so the way I usually recommend it to people mm-hmm. is uh, using a French press because then, you know, you because, you know, you had to like strain all that out of the Dude, crock I, pot, right? I, I, you can I, just put it me. in the French press. Do I have a French press? Why not? $20 Amazon. Fu- most people have a French press. You don't like what coffee? What is a French drink? press? What is it? Do you drink coffee? Yeah, but it's a Keurig. It's a cup. You okay, put okay. that shit in there, <laughs> hit the button. Come on, bro. Like, what? A French press? Okay, mason jar. Mason jar. Okay, Everybody yeah, has yeah, a mason I'm jar, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, we can speak my language. <laughs> so first you got to decarb it so you can activate the THC. Because when it's just in the bud, it's actually THCA. So you have to actually decarboxylate it. Oh, you got to put it in the oven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. But then your house is going to smell like weed. Yep. 
That's fun. Or you, <laughs> or you can do that part in a crock pot, right? Or no. No, Whoa. you got to do that in the oven. Okay, so there are devices that will decar- decarboxylate your flour. Mm. Like in, like one actually looks like a French press. So mm. a French press is just like a container, like a pitcher, a little small metal pitcher or glass. And then you put your coffee and water in there together. And then when you're done, you press the grounds down and then you Mm. just have coffee above. So Mm. when you make it like that, you just push the bud down and then you just have like the butter. Yeah. And then you just strain it out and there's no mess. Um, But yeah, I have the um, the Arden. I have the Arden. Yeah. Yeah, That Tammy's talking about. Love that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like a professional device that you can buy to do this. You know, so the oven and the French press is just like more of a easily accessible way that Mm. most people can do it. But Mm -hmm. the Arden is much more precise, too. So you can decarb it in there. And then you can also extract it with the oil all in the same device. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. So how much can you put in the, in the device? Because I used a whole ounce of mine. I was like. I feel like it can hold up to probably about an ounce. I don't know if you would want to because you're going to put your oil or your fat into it after. So mm. I usually do like an eighth and then I'll put like a whole thing of oil in there with it. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, then I let it infuse. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta cook for other people too, you know. So okay, so so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to gauge whether I'm like doing it right first, so mm-hmm. I'm not decarbonating my my flour, which is not. <laughs> did I say that right? Yeah. No. No. I'm not taking enough. the carbon out the wheat. Decarboxylating. Decarboxylating. There yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah. See, you're learning something just yes. like me. Um, <laughs> But I'm trying to figure out how I make the most potent because there, there mm-hmm. was a time when I did it the same way, but I cooked it on the stove and that was my fire truck episode. Mm-hmm. I made some butter that was really strong and I just I, I took a big chunk and ate it on the bagel. <laughs> right. I, it's the same kind of way that looked the same everything. <laughs> But it knocked me on my ass where to the point where I was like, I'm going to close my eyes for a second. And then when I closed my eyes, the fire department was in my house. <laughs> they said the blood drained from my face. It was just like, that was like super hot. Oh my like, like my ears were ringing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I was like, I want to make that butter and put it. <laughs> I want to make that I thought you were saying to say, never want to be there again. No, no I want to make that. <laughs> Do that to me again. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that was. You want that. I want that. Oh, my gosh. Well, for most people, I recommend like one gram to one cup. And then that gets you to about uh, 10 milligrams per tablespoon. So it's a very easy. But you can just up the um, amount that you're putting in, Mm -hmm. you know. So instead of one gram, you can put in whatever. Ten. And, but, you, but you have to keep track of what the percentage is and what the amount is. Oh. And another way to make sure you're getting the potency out of it mm-hmm. is controlling your temperature. So mm. when I like to decarb and also not doing it for too long because, you know, the THC can also denature over time and, you know, that makes the potency go down. Mm. So I like to do 45 minutes at 220 mm. to decarb. And then once I put it in a mason jar or a French press, I put it in a boiling pot of water. So it's not touching the heating source completely. Right. So it's not going to get burnt off. Mm. Uh, and this way you're you're preserving the plant flavor too. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, and it tastes better. So mm. you do that for about an hour at 160 to 200 degrees. And then you'll have really nice, even smelling. You know, yours probably smell very strong. Yeah, um, it smells <laughs> just straight like flour. 
<laughs> it tastes like flour too. And it was super green. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try your I way. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> you don't want to try it. I don't know if I want to do that. I... Yo, my percent, you know, I smoked 30 and up. You know what I'm saying? So it was strong. It was out. I, I got a video. I'll show you. I'll show you the steps. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you put it in after you decarboxylate it for somebody at home that's just using a cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in a French press after the cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put the French press in a pot of boiling water mm-hmm. for an hour. Yeah. Okay. And cool. usually I have a thermometer in there just to make sure it's staying between that temperature range. Okay. Cool. I'm doing dumb shit with my butter. <laughs> I, 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 make, I, I, I cooked steak bites and potatoes yesterday. I was like, butter. Bah! Wow. Put it in there. I made a gravy with it. Put it on there. It smelled like wheat. My whole family was like, what the fuck are you eating? <laughs> You're living like, life on the edge. Oh, this is it. Wow, I love it. You know they have tinctures that are like a thousand milligrams. And I used to like the um, the Corova bar where it's a thousand milligram brownie. Yeah. I like strong, I have a high tolerance. I, you know? when it comes to edibles, I don't know if I have a lot of receptors, but whatever it is, like I like to stay around 30, <laughs> but somebody accidentally gave me 200 milligrams mm. and I found out after I fully consumed oh the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, so I... Only saw Rihanna for the Super Bowl, and after that, it was a wrap. Yeah, yeah, I but I bet she woke up next... refreshed. No, nah, I woke up 24 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> refreshed? I missed my Monday. <laughs> like, this is supposed to be the drinkers going through this, not the weed smokers. Like, we're supposed to be good right now. I'm still high. It was horrible. <laughs> 200 is a lot. 200 was so much. I was not ready. I just remember asking a really stupid question, which is not like me. <laughs> and so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, how much was in this? And she's like, I don't know. I was just like, oh, oh no. God. <laughs> so my friend checked the tincture and he's like, there's 300 milligrams missing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a 20 milligram girl. So, yeah. you know, and I can smoke a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's what was surprising to me, even when, you know, when I overdose on my home brownie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is you know when you're just like oh i'm a smoker i can now smoke most people i can keep up you know and then you don't realize that when your stomach is like you know absorbing it into your bloodstream it's a totally different effect yeah and once it goes through your liver that delta 9 thc converts to 11 hydroxy thc which is much more like psychoactive psychedelic Mm -hmm. it's just a different high altogether it's way more potent just Mm -hmm. kicks ass yeah (laughs) just kicks ass yeah something to keep in mind there are people who edibles don't work at all either mm. which is you know probably has something to do with the way their body metabolizes things mm-hmm. maybe their endocannabinoid system tone like do they have a lot of receptors to kind of bind with the thc so hmm. who knows so those some... edibles are weak as fuck yeah true could be uh. that could be that <laughs> jesus yeah could have some of my butter yeah um you should start selling it yeah that's <laughs> what i wanted yo blackout butter <laughs> Let's Wait, do I don't know if that's a good idea for the times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people will get it. Get your blackout butter. Oh my gosh. No affiliations with any kind of parties or Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know Bill Cosby shit going on. Right, right, right. right. This is for for positive yeah, intentions. Cannabis use only. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so wendy what do you have coming up in the works like what are you working on or what should we 
Actually, let's talk about your Chop 420 episode. You won that, right? Yes, yes. That was the premiere episode. First winner. Okay. Yes. All right. Can you tell us anything about that episode like that we wouldn't see on the show? That would be nice to know. Sure, yeah. So... I I was definitely the underdog. I feel like I was like the youngest and probably the least experienced in terms of chefing. But mm-hmm. um, I knew a lot about weed, you know, and I yeah. think overall that gave me the competitive edge. Mm. Um, so we filmed during COVID. And so they built this outdoor kitchen set, which is like amazing. I always prefer to cook outdoors, you know, and so it was just really amazing to uh, to do all that. And it's it's real. It's like as soon as you open the box, it's like you got to go. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, faked or anything. Okay. And and so in addition to the regular cha basket, which they called it your stash box, mm. and <laughs> you had this like green room in the back and it was like a green, uh, not green room, greenhouse. Uh-huh. And inside the greenhouse, there was like all this like amazing weed products. You got really? salt, sriracha, honey, um, Ooh, you know, shit. everything. And they wow. have plants where's too. It, where's this at? This was in Palm Springs. We filmed in Palm Springs. I mean, is it there now? Can we? No, get- no, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Can we come to the next film day? <laughs> I was about yeah, to say, oh yeah, cool. I'm going to the greenhouse. Yeah. Okay. It was super dope. And they had all different types of plants too. So you could even work with the raw plants mm-hmm. and the flowers themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, and I made um, my citron chili sauce uh, infused. And I used that in the first episode because I was like, I don't know if I want to get chopped or the first round. So I was like, I got to get my hot sauce in. You know? <laughs> um, so it was super, super fun. Mm. I did not expect to win. I really just didn't want to be the first one eliminated. Yeah. That was my goal. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'll win, but like, let me, let me do that. And I just try to keep a mindset of like, hey, I'm here to have fun. Mm. You know, I feel like I can get in my head so much and be such an overachiever about shit sometimes. And that's just not when I'm the most creative, you know, and mm-hmm. knowing what the challenge was, which is like, you got to be so creative on the fly. I just knew I had to be so present and I had to channel my most like confident and like yeah. creative self. So, you know, I didn't want to be like too focused on the outcome. I just wanted to do some dope shit that I was like proud of. So, yeah. Um, and I was just so surprised at the end that I won. But I mm. also, you know, looking back, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I did that shit. Did this experience open doors for you, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one, I made friends with like, a lot of the other chef contestants because mm. you know there's not that many people across the country who are really doing it especially not at the level that we were doing it so the network has been amazing um and also you know working more with brands mm. so you know i'm i started more as like a private chef but now i'm kind of moving into working with brands as well because mm. You know, with brands, when they're trying to launch a product, they're really trying to destigmatize and like help build new associations. And I love doing that. I love a creative brief that, you know, allows us to create new associations with the plan and introduce it to people in a new way because there's been so much like, um, you know, just untrue and misinformation. So mm-hmm. that's been really, really cool to jumpstart doing that. Would you say that you're interested in? Like, how far are you going to go with this? Are you going to have your own brick and mortar one day? Are you trying to, you know, are you you trying to, where do you see this going? Yes, uh, I'm glad you asked that, actually, because, uh, you know, right now having like an actual commercial place is uh, pretty difficult, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. cost prohibitive. And also like the different licensing that's involved with that. Yeah, fuck. Uh, 
you know, exactly. That's kind of yeah. how I feel. So, um, you know, as a as a chef, I was like doing these like uh, underground supper club type mm-hmm. things and, you know, creating consumption friendly spaces. Um, but it was always so tough because, you know, one, you have to find a new venue every time. Ooh, and I just had a brain fart. <laughs> Puffer Club. I think, that, I think that already exists. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's food, though. Well, we'll see what the U.S. trademark says about that. (laughs) Right. I'll be the judge of that. Right. No, Puffer Club sounds dope. Yeah. No, that is dope. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you can start it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I got too many shits going on anyway. Yeah, Puffer Club. That sounds good. But anyway, that's what we'll call it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Puffer club. So you know, I was puffer cuffing all around town yes. in these different <laughs> in these different venues, and you know, it would just uh, every time I would just be like a little bit like disappointed in certain aspects, you know, mm. because when you are having a new space, one, you don't get to control the elements and the environment. And also you don't know if the owner is going to really understand the intention and mm. what you're trying to do. So they might be creating like weird energy or like. Yeah you know, things like that. And so I really wanted to build my own space. Mm-hmm. So for the last three years, me and my husband have been building a farm to table with cannabis concept mm-hmm. um, on our property. So it's not like a commercial space per se, but it is a uh, event space that we've been doing a lot of really, really cool wee parties really cool. at. All right. Yeah. And we have a whole garden where we grow um, a lot of heirloom Asian veggies and uh, we compost. So it's like we make the dirt and then a lot of chefs come and they cook with the vegetables and then mm-hmm. they have more scraps that goes back into the compost. So it's all very regenerative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people, they're literally going to be dining and next to the cannabis plant that they're smoking and eating, you know, the tomatoes and the cucumbers on the plate that they can visually see growing right next to the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. So it's like such an immersive environment that, you know, you you can't help but create this like deep, meaningful new association. So I'm kind of using this kind of environment and the different experiences we're going to do to help uh, destigmatize, you know, mm. and create these more positive community-oriented associations with cannabis. When you're doing your puffer clubs, <laughs> <laughs> you see how easy that rolled off the mm-hmm. tongue? When you're doing your puffer clubs, do you do you serve, like, alcoholic beverages, or do you just, like, or, or, or is it all about the cannabis plant, don't piss in the wind? How do you see that? Well, so, uh, you know, it depends if it's a private thing. Obviously, I can't tell people what they can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. But if it's my own pop up, I tend to like to have it be just cannabis because Mm -hmm. uh, what I really want to have these experience do is, you know, one, destigmatize and create new associations, but also empower people to learn how to dose themselves, you know, how to have the experience they wanted to have. So uh, in doing that, I really want to kind of isolate and even just within cannabis though you know i want to teach them about what happens when you mix cbd mocktails with it you know Mm -hmm. and uh what happens when you do some pairings and and some infusions so i try to inject as many different types of ways that you can um put weed and food or consumptions um and really try to explain to people you know how to moderately dose themselves Mm. so then they come away from it being like wow i just learned a lot now I'm going to go home and make my own butter. And I know I'm going to have a good experience. <laughs> you didn't have an experience unless you don't remember it. <laughs> you got to have at least one moment with edibles where you regret all of it. 
<laughs> that's the one thing connecting yeah. i feel like all stoners you know yeah, like, everybody's all been that. there even the like super connoisseur experienced ones we've been there we've all that's been how there. we got to become the connoisseurs yes exactly we've been there you have to check out her venue like the garden that she's talking really? about is just like all of and she gives people like little cuttings to go like grow their own tomatoes now really yeah it's wow. so amazing. So you see your flower, you see the tomatoes, you see things. And then you're also sitting where like she had a table built in this old tree that's on the property. Yeah. And we're next to the old tree. Right. Mm -hmm. But the table is made out of an old tree. Yes. And yes. they're the same uh, species. So it's a California live coastal oak. Mm -hmm. And those trees you cannot cut down. California protects them. Like mm -hmm. they got helicopters on it. So if you cut one down, they come find you. What? Yeah. They're... <laughs> You know what? I'm for that. I'm for that. I gotta protect nature. You know, we're cutting down too many trees in general all over the world. But when they sustainably fall because of some storm or some shit, mm -hmm. then you can, you know, move it out of the way and make different things with it. Really? So we wow. actually sourced it from our What's neighborhood. What's the name of this tree again? Uh, Coastal Live Oak. Coastal Live Oak. And they, like, protect it? Yeah. It's an endangered species. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have one on the property and mm. then the tables are made out of it and they're okay. sourced from the same neighborhood. So they're probably like friends with our tree, you know, through the mycelium network. You think trees are friends? Absolutely. Through the mycelium network, you know, the mushrooms and the mycelium's underneath the earth. Hmm. Yeah, Did they connect. They they communicate with each other. They share resources. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, they do. They you ever walk, have you ever walked people? under a tree when it's hot? It's like you're like, is it rainy? Huh. It's no. water. Really? From the trees? Yeah, okay. they're sweating. They're trees are sweating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, did you not see Pocahontas? No, I did not see Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, no. The trees, trees are sweating in Pocahontas. Talking. That they were talking. Lasagna Ganja Podcast. <laughs> we'll be back. I got to check out Pocahontas and go check out this fucking tree outside. If that bitch is sweating, I'm tripping. I, I, what, what have I been doing? Transpiration. Yeah. <laughs> Lasagna Ganja. It's the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. I'm Mr. X to the Z Exhibit. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cutie. Yes, and we have Chef Wendy with us today. Mm -hmm. Talking about all these wonderful things that you got going on with cannabis and cuisine. Um, you have an outdoor kitchen. Yes, I... Yes built this amazing outdoor kitchen mm. um, so that it can be a community space for holding different types of uh, cannabis friendly uh, events. And I also knew that like it was so hard and cost prohibitive for me. So I wanted to make sure that I'm giving back to the community and making mm. that accessible to other chefs. So most of our events are collaborative. It's not just about me as this singular person doing stuff. You know, mm. I really think it's really dope when you can show an array of how different people are inspired to bring their interpretation to the table, you know, and uh, like, for example, some of my um, friends are really into fire cooking. So I have a uh, wait, big... Wait. Is it most cooking done with fire? Live fire cooking. So it's kind of like... Um, I guess it's kind of like barbecuing, but you're building different types of 
live fire for cooking different things. Okay. So you can cook like a whole meal. You're not just grilling like meat Like on, on there. wood, like you start a fire with wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And okay. you have to, so instead of on the stove, you know, uh, where the fire is uh, associated with a dial. Could be adjusted. Exactly. Where, whereas like a live fire cooking, you have to just use your eyes, your, you know, nose, all of your senses. Like the revenant. To... <laughs> Exactly like the remnant <laughs> and to adjust all of the heat that's going on, you know, right, and right. create different piles and arrangements so that you can have high heat, low heat, medium. So you can do a lot simmer. of cast iron pots everywhere. Exactly. And racks mm. and all of that. So, uh, you know, it's also very like um, primitive, you know, all, mm. like that's so part of all of our ancestors, you know, and when you have fire and smoke going and there's a crackling of the wood, it's engaging everybody's senses, you know, and when you are smoking weed, your senses are even more heightened. So it's just like really optimizing for that, like immersive experience. So, okay. Okay. And what other um, gadgets do you have on the for the outdoor kitchen? Well, I had to get a big wok burner because, okay. uh, you know, I was like, oh, I really want to make garden veggie fried rice, Yeah, you know, because we grow all these amazing Asian herbs in there mm. uh, and chilies. So we okay. make really bomb fried rice. And so how do they how do people find these events? How do how do they get? invited to these things is it like a black card only is it a <laughs> secret society how, is it a website like how yeah. do you find these places yeah so i'm actually building a website right now that's going to be attached to my existing catering website mm -hmm. so drizzle.catering is my Puffer club <laughs> I know I should change it to drizzle.pufferclaw yeah, yeah. uh, and so I'm building an extension from that website mm -hmm. that where people are going to see all different calendars of events so mm -hmm. whether you're into like backyard barbecue cookouts you know or if you're into these 10 course fine dining experience with pairings and all of the jazz and you can find something for everybody mm -hmm. um, and also I announce things on my social like on Instagram you can find Follow me at when you're hungry, um, W E N Y E R, because mm -hmm. you know it's like Chef Wendy. Yes, got it. Yes. Yeah. Um. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't laugh the first time I said it. I was like, maybe you didn't get the pun. I saw, I, I saw what you did there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you know, keep uh, just you know follow me, and lots of new exciting things are going to be happening at the space. Awesome. Awesome. Right. And then if can I chefs can they book? the space too to create like somebody in LA that's like oh I've always wanted to host an infused dinner they can also hit you up to host their own pri private parties absolutely yeah. yeah they can either do a collab with me or they can do their own thing you know mm -hmm. it's really uh, centered around what the chefs will love and I love seeing the uh, smiling face on chefs because uh... they're high <laughs> <laughs> and they're allowed to be yes. yeah exactly yes. Yes. but they get so happy when they walk into the outdoor kitchen because they're just like every place we go to is not designed with the chef in mind mm. so everything the placement of the burners the smoker the a fire pit, the pizza oven, everything makes sense where it's supposed to be. So it's like a chef's paradise to cook in that. And plus you're like not in like this indoor fluorescent light, yeah. you know, you're outdoor next to the garden mm -hmm. cooking with fire. I mean, what's better? Yeah. So, so no gas, no propane, no, none of that. It's just like, what about like refrigeration for Stuff, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a refrigerator. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. I, well, you said revenant, so I'm thinking, you know, 
<laughs> I'm trying to picture this place. I'm like, you know, I need to go check it out, though. Yeah, Absolutely. you got to come to one of my dinners. I will. I would love to. Uh, so, so I'm trying to infuse a turkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. What's the proper way to do it? Like, do you, like, I don't want to put, I don't want, I don't, like, for for barbecue, you infuse the sauce, of course, and then you mm-hmm. could, that's how you do it. That, that's mm-hmm. how you do that. But for turkey, you want it, I want it in the turkey. So how do you, how you, do you, you want to inject How do you it. infuse the injection into the turkey? I know they do it with butter and shit like that. But I the same same thing. Yeah, pretty much. But you do have to kind of think about how long are you going to bake it for, right? Because if you cook it for too long at too high of a temperature, it starts to not be as potent. And mm. I know you like it really potent. Yeah, fuck so, yeah, yeah. You know, you mm. you might want to use it more as a finishing butter. You know, like before pour it goes over. out. Yeah, before pour over, yeah. or you can like uh, put a bunch of your very potent butter rub it all over (laughs) rub it all over that turkey and do like five minutes on like 400 or something right before it goes out so then it looks really glistening Ah. you know and buttery herbs in there yeah Yeah. okay good luck coming to my house for thanksgiving (laughs) wait is it gonna be in california i don't know i don't know where i'm gonna celebrate but wherever i am is i'm gonna put one random like dish out there that's infused. Please you gotta tell a people. Film crew. Why do I have to tell people? <laughs> <laughs> it's the responsible. I have to tell you that because I'm a wee uh, I'm going sure to make sure ain't re- no kids come to the table. All but right. I mean, uh, everybody else is for a fair game. You don't um, know me. You don't know my family. <laughs> <laughs> no warning before you walk in. Some of these I'm just kidding. Might be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But uh, I definitely, I definitely enjoy, you know, finding alternatives to smoking right yeah. now, right? Trying to figure that out. So uh, edibles is something I'm just diving into and, you know, like finding what's right. Mm-hmm. But I like to put it on food because I like the way that high feels. Ooh, okay. What about drinking? Ah, I, don't, I don't like that. You don't like drinkable? What if you make it yourself? So I'm, um, I, I make this like cannabis sugar. Mm, so too, too, many you, steps, too many steps. Too many steps. I was a little bit to tell you the top. way you do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, too many steps. It's cool though. Like yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I you just, just throw it in your Coca Cola. Really? That's true. <laughs> or your tea. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make you some cannabis sugar. Okay, please. And please. then you can put that in everything. Yeah, I'll make yeah. it super potent. Okay, cool. Let's go. I'm with that. I'm okay. with that. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, they can follow me on social or mm-hmm. they can reach out to me uh, through the email link in my website. Okay, what are your show, uh, socials? Uh, it's When You're Hungry, W-E-N-Y-E-R, Hungry. Mm-hmm. And my uh, website is drizzle.catering. Awesome, awesome. Chef Wendy, thank you for joining us on the Lasagna Ganja podcast. We are looking forward to coming to those dinners at Outside Kitchen and Cooking with Fire. It's going down. Oh, at the Puffer Club. We're coming to that, too. Yeah, Lasagna Gotcha Podcast. You can find us where? At dcpofficial.com or where any major podcasts are streaming. That's right. It's going down. Lasagna Gotcha Podcast. And we got another one. Boom. Peace. Check out the Lasagna Ganja podcast wherever podcasts are streamed. And check out our separate feed with video episodes. Available on Spotify and YouTube. For more information, visit dcpofficial.com.